Welcome to For the Love of God podcast, a show for Christians that keep it real. Whether you're new to Christianity, a seasoned Christian, or dipping your toes in the baptismal water, this show is for you. Join us in strengthening your Christian walk. Play games and discover new music. This ain't your mama's Christian podcast. Although I gotta admit, by by saying keeping it real, you're kind of dating yourself there a little bit. (laughs) I think we date each other every week. (laughs) That's probably true. Especially by our song choices, by our yeah. 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 You know, when it comes to song choices, we should do one week with like retro songs, like things that are really. I think all of our songs have been retro. (laughs) We kind of have. See, I have no idea how old any of the songs I pick are. Yeah. For all all I know, they're all was made this year. Well, you know, the good news about music right now is that, you know, pretty much, you know, the kids are listening to old stuff. We listen to old stuff, you know, uh, and if you're if you, you know, had kids, you know, we try to listen to some of the stuff that our kids listen to. And you know what? Right now, I feel like it uh, uh, more than any other time. And I, and I say this because, you know, as a worship leader, I've often considered this. It, 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 more than any other time, we really have a very large variety of music to choose from, and almost everybody can be into it. Oh, for sure. You know? So, I mean, we can really go back and do retro stuff. We can do stuff that's new and pretty much everything in between. I think there's a lot of leeway that was not the case, you know, going mm-hmm. back a few years. Funny thing is, see, I came into this... I, I'm, See, I, I was a metalhead. I listened to a lot of heavy, heavy stuff, but that's not all I listened to. I mean, I listened to everything from jazz to classical, um, classic, your classic rock. You know, Hendrix and Joplin and the Doors, um, '80s rock, '90s rock. Now I'm curious with your with your new ears. You know, <laughs> since becoming a Christian, going back and listening to some of those things, are you catching the are you catching the the spiritual impact of some of those songs? Well, for sure, because Christian music is lyric based. It's all about the lyrics, and the music, the the instruments, is kind of tie everything together and give it groove and movement. But so before, I think we talked about this before, where I never paid much attention to the words, even though I can sing all the songs word for word. I it's just because it was just subconsciously learned. Learned? Yeah, that's right. We'll work with learnt. it. Learned. Learned. Well, I don't think there's a T in that. I think, but there is an learned. E. I, I think, think learn <laughs> is... I think that's good as long as you're like south of the border. Or no, no, well, no, no. I do have uh, a little southern influence. In, in it's not life. as if we don't have uh, the collection tell. of all human knowledge here at our fingertips. I'm going to yeah, type that learned. one in real quick. I think, learned. And learned. I, I am a writer, so... I rely on spell check quite a bit. Okay. Um, what is it? What does it say about learn? It does say that it is a past tense of learn. Thank you. So it's a past tense of learn. Hmm. So gain or acquire. It makes sense. It sounded right. <laughs> it sounded right. Well, we'll go with it. So I don't know, man. I'm like with Brian Regan. I, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I didn't understand our language, and so it never makes any sense to me. You know, you got like, you know, one house. 
uh, one mouse, several mice. I just assume one house, several heists. I mean, it just makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One ox, several oxen, one box, several boxen. But, you know, that just doesn't work out that way. So, it, right. you know, it bugs me. The English language is... You don't know how bad the English language is until you start teaching autistic children. And oh. I did that for eight years. And you try to teach them the alphabet, then, you know, language, and you try to move them into spelling. And, oh, it, it's a nightmare. And you start to realize that. they're just a horrible... You know, I before E, except after C, and not on Wednesday. And you know, I mean, it's just like this. Unless you're it's hard to get, it's hard except to get this across. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know. It's that. deceiving. Yeah, no pun intended. Exactly. Uh, a couple of quick announcements. Um, the new website is up and running. Uh, you, if you visit it more than once in a week, you may see a different look because I'm experimenting with different looks <laughs> um i had one look that i wanted but in order to have that template that i was using i couldn't have the links to all the places that you can listen to the show so i switched it to a different one and then i wanted a custom banner because they had their own sh photos on there and i wanted our our photo on there not the album cover but just something i created and which I may or may not use. And I would like a picture of all of us, honestly. But anyway, um, so it, it, it's up and running, but there will be small changes made. It's okay. So, That's It's called evolving. Exactly. And all ministries, businesses, they all evolve. Um, but some cool things on the website. Uh, one, folks, if you go on there... And as you scroll down, a little blue microphone will pop up. And if you click that, you can leave a 90-second voicemail to the show. A voicemail? A voicemail. So if you have, say, a question for any of us or want to volunteer a question for Poke the Pastor, um, which could be honestly answered by anybody, but it's called Poke the Pastor. and Sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> So you can leave those questions on there, and your question will be played live on the show. Um, we threw around the idea of cattle prodding the pastor, but that one didn't kind of well, stick that even very hurts well. worse. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen The Chosen? I have actually seen three or four of the first season episodes. We've okay. not yet finished it. Uh, how could you? Okay, Catherine and I found this last year during the summer. And we watched every episode in, like, one sitting. How can you just watch three or four episodes of the best Jesus-based television program ever created? Like, wait a minute. One setting. Like, how many shows are we talking here? How much? Like seven eight. or eight? There's seven eight episodes. Or eight, and they're... They're each about an hour long. Oh, okay. So, well, you can... Okay, eight hours. So it eight was hours. Like you did a full-time day Full <laughs> to day. catch up. We just, bam... And I gotta tell you that the production quality is fantastic. Have it's, you seen it, Rick? Everything. I have not. It is on our it is on our hit list for family, mm -hmm. because we you know we tend to you know it's been kind of a family thing for a long time. We don't watch much television, so uh, and we try to limit the amount of entertainment we get. And so what we do is we you know again other people try to balk at this, but we like to uh, 
Well, I know it's not entertainment, it's but Jesus, I, I get it. But it <laughs> and would you're be, a pastor. It would be during our entertainment you time. Jesus, what I'm saying. <laughs> so you know, we consider all that. You know, like it, it's anything. It's even like you know, if we, if we, it could be comedy. It could be whatever. It could be teaching. You know, uh, it could be watching. You know, Paul the Apostle, whatever. But um, yeah, so we've been doing it for a while. We like eat. You know, together, mm-hmm. and while we're eating, we just spend that little bit of time watching a show. And if it's you know an hour, we'll watch the whole thing or whatever. But right. that way, we limit our TV. Right. So it is on our hit list, and will be coming up very shortly. Well, in fact, it was just a discussion last night. When it, are we watching? It's the incredible. I cried. Yeah, and now it, we're at season what? Moving. Two? It, two. It just started season two. Premiered Sunday. Yeah, on mm-hmm. Easter. Oh, on okay. Easter. So, okay, so we got what? And there's only one episode. Uh, the next episode will be launching in a few days, and then third episode another couple days, and then the fourth episode maybe a month. Okay. When it's ready, they so it's trickling it. out. It's All trickling right. out. I mean, you can you can just watch at your leisure. So for those of you season, at home who are not familiar, and by the time this. you're done with that. All of season two might be out. You can actually yeah, see it's probably not going to happen. I'm sure. We'll, no, I'm sure we'll. It's eight episodes. Once we get excited about something, sometimes you know we'll. You we'll, just can't. Especially that kind of stuff. It's incredible. It is. Really it makes good. the passion look like Barney. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> I go that kidding. far. The passion's pretty. The good. passion is pretty incredible. However, I liked it the, when I the first time I watched the passion was the best time. The second time I watched it, I didn't think it was near as good. Okay. Well, you get sort of desensitized to it and yeah. seeing it the same, you know, seeing anything over and over again. It's sort of, you know, you know what's coming. I remember the first time I saw it, you know, I, I mean, I was like in a theater and when it was over, I mean, I couldn't move. I was just like sitting there for the what seemed reaction. like, yeah. I don't know how long. Oh. And then the next time I watched it, it was like, you know, still pretty intense, but yet. The first time I watched it was also at a the theater. So that makes it a lot more impactful. And I wasn't even a Christian. You know, I wasn't following Jesus like I do today. And after the end, I wanted to buy a pair of sandals and move to Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, wow, <laughs> I need to be a part of this. But then... I it, I remember the first time I saw that, it, the, my flesh really took over. I mean, uh, I, you know, I got so, so angry. I mean, literally, just watching that beating was about all I could take. I, I know that sounds weird, but, like, I just wanted to jump in the screen and beat up some Roman, you know, yeah. guards, I don't think that would have went well historically. I'm it just going to throw that out there. What's that? I don't think that would have went well historically. I'm just going to throw no, that out there. No, And certainly in the theater, it wouldn't have worked well anyway. But, uh, yeah, but I just remember being really angry, and I left thinking, wow, I had a whole new level of respect for, you know, what Jesus actually went through. And the fact that he could still go through it all and and have his arms spread out, nailed to a cross, and say, "Forgive them, Father, because they don't know what they do." Right. Now that is love. So you know, I knew he loved before, but after watching the Passion, I, that understanding of love just went through the roof. Yeah. Well, once you see it up on the screen, it it really brings the whole story to life. 
And I think that that's what this shows and TV show does really well. It breaks it down and decompresses the story and makes it into these small digestible chapters. Yes. And it ties all these things together that there is some literary license. You, you don't want to watch the show with the idea that this is the Bible. Right. You right. want to watch it with, okay, this is an entertaining version of the story of it's, Christ. It's right. the stories. Right. It's very true to the stories. Right. Very respectful. But they... But they give you some they give it more life they give it more like you're there watching this unfold depth it's, it's, it's they give a 3D, lot of depth. you know exactly. d- dimension other dimension right. to it's the story not just right this happened and this happened and this happened it's the stuff that happened in between too. it's the why yeah. i think anytime it's the lives and the stories and, and the relationships they had right Anytime you're right, though, Nate, anytime we go through and watch a reenactment of something, we have to be careful and realize it is just a reenactment. It's not exact, but but you can also allow it to help you appreciate things a little more. Exactly. Right. And spoiler alert. Not, it's well, not be gonna, careful. It's your, not audience, kill you. uh, your audience here may not it, have seen any of it. Well, <laughs> they're lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay, leave, listen. Leave a little bit of not a huge spoiler alert. Let me dance around it a little bit. The premiere of season two. Jesus dies in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the Bible, folks. We all know what happens, right? Okay. Well, if we don't, we're not in the Bible enough. Right. That's hint, hint. So it's not that much of a spoiler alert. But what they did in the beginning of season two is, the, the as it opened, it was a scene in the future. After Jesus' death. Oh. After he has spoken to everybody and and ascended to heaven. When Paul, I'm sorry, John was working on his gospel. Mm, Patmos. Sitting at his desk in his little house writing. And him discussing with his companion. I don't know who that is. Shame on me. Maybe you should is be reading your Bible more. Is John married? <laughs> you threw me a curveball. I wasn't expecting that one. Know? I think Peter was married. I know that there one. There was a woman there. but <clears throat> There were a couple of them that were that had spouses, but honestly, I don't know about John. <coughs> yeah. You know, it could have been Mary Magdalene. That's entirely think possible. About it. That makes sense. It could have been. I think it was. Anyway. She was definitely on the inside. I guess you'll have to watch and find out, huh? But anyway, he's working on writing his gospel. And I never thought about it like that you know when did they write okay so it's like all the events happen and now he's going to sit down and put all this together and he's thinking about the old testament which wasn't the old testament yet it was just scrolls the testament um it was scripture it was yeah yeah Yeah. And, and he's thinking about all these all these readings from Moses and and everything and how to you know bring it all bring it all together and whatnot and mm-hmm. it was just eye opening it's like yeah of course he sat at his house and at a desk and wrote down this stuff and i'm see i'm i'm i'm, I'm going to admit i'm very ignorant as far as like other other countries like their development like this is embarrassing and I may cut this <laughs> but it's just us right now so <laughs> up until this year I had no idea 
how developed Israel was. As far as, I mean, they are like one of the most advanced cities in the world as far as technology yeah. and, and God science. Has and, them and, quiet and, a and, bit. Right. Actually, I think you'd be surprised at just how few people, you know, how many people rather are just as ignorant, non-knowing because of the fact that, you know, we kind of live in our own little bubbles. Yeah, we do. And yeah. I, it doesn't help that our media pr- doesn't want to paint them in a positive light in any way, shape or form. And in my mind, it was still dust and houses made of clay and people walking around in sandals. 40, 50 years ago, that's the case. Yeah. Well, they're very advanced and I was shocked and they had this iron grid thing that stops bombs from coming in. And I, I don't know. I saw something on the news. I was like, are you kidding me? It was amazing. I would like. I love. I would love to go there. Ever been there? Well, I have, I have know never. somebody who's heading that way yeah. pretty soon. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> who? Hannah. Oh, really? Yes, my daughter. I Hannah. know who she yes. is. I did, for our listeners. Oh, yeah, his daughter, <laughs> Hannah. They may not know who Hannah she is. She don't know. Yeah, she's heading there. Uh, she <laughs> just paid her money. She she was supposed to go last year. It got canceled because of COVID and all this stuff. And now they're finally going back this year. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's always been a dream of mine. Actually, I did sign up for a trip and it ended up getting canceled when I was in the military back in the 80s. Uh, it would have looked a lot different back then, but I wanted to go, you know, Holy Land tour kind of thing. Never mm-hmm. got to go, but uh, hopefully my daughter will be able to bring me back some good pictures. And with all her stories, I will get to live it through her. It's on right. my bucket list as well. I, I want to get out there. That's one of the, p- the few places that I would really, I would move my schedule around to go there if I had the opportunity. Wow. Now that's serious coming from Nathan. Move his schedule around. Well, wow. I would plan around this it. This is really important, apparently. <laughs> it might not be a bad idea to move there. <laughs> well, if you've read the, uh, if you've read what happens next, you're probably right. Petra right. is going to be a very important place to be. Right. <laughs> so... I kind of want to go back to your chosen comment there to kind of fill some people back in on the background that they may not be aware of. The okay. guy who duh, who is kind of like the showrunner is actually the son of Jerry B. Jenkins, the mm. the guy who did the books called Left Behind. Oh, really? And, I uh, did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Dallas Jenkins. And he is also, uh, so he's very much in the faith. He's He's walking with God. You can tell that they take the entire series very seriously because they have a Jewish, a Catholic, and a uh, evangelical um, pastor that comes along for each episode, and he interviews them during season one. If you get the app, it's all on there. You can literally watch the breakdown of this. But he is trying to be so respectful to the source material that it comes through. And when it when you're dealing with this Chosen series the production values are so high and it is so hard to find good high production value Christian uh, entertainment but this is definitely one of those that's highly recommended check it out uh, the only reason why I haven't gone any further in the season is because I want to watch it with my wife and she's a little slower to get caught up on some of these shows because of other things she's watching so we'll get there mm, gotcha gotcha yeah. now I do have to say I have to I got a balk at this whole entertainment thing can you imagine if we would change our entertainment to you know move away from some of the entertainment that we often 
watch and view and read and listen to and actually, you know, spend our time using, you know, doing those kind of things, watching chosen, listening to Christian music. You see, that's, you know, I think that's a good thing. Then again, uh, I will say I can't, you can't take it too far. I actually went with some other couples when we went to see the Passion of the Christ and it was a little disturbing to me to sit and watch a couple sit and eat popcorn while they watch the movie. I could not eat. I'm like, we are we are witnessing the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. I am not going to sit there and eat popcorn They are killing snacks. the Savior on the That's screen. Right. Even though this is a reenactment, <laughs> even though some might consider this entertainment, this is like I'm going back in history and I'm not going to be eating popcorn. <laughs> so you can't take it too far. Yes, I get it, but Yes. Yeah. It'd be good if we could move to that kind of entertainment. In fact, I love that, you know, I love that there, that we can actually get some of that going now that is a little bit more um, a productive, you know, has better production quality. Because so, in the past, it's all been, you know, low budget because, you know, churches were paying for it, individuals were paying yeah. for it. Well, Couldn't, we're paying for this. It's this show sorry, is actually funded by people. He's exactly right. By people. You by have us. to pay to see the episodes. However, the way that their system is set up, yeah. that other people pay for you to see the episode for free. They pay it forward. It's called so pay So if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. You can still enjoy it for free oh, gotcha. because other gotcha. people that have more money than a lot of us right. are paying it forward Interesting. so more people can watch. That's cool. You know, and it's the funding of I that that makes for the next myself. The next few seasons. I you bought know, the, the What's funny is a DVD. side story here, but my wife and I met at a place called the King's Place, which is right out, you know, it's 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 now the Rock Church. I think it's been sold, but if you see it off of 70, there's a big building there and it says the Rock, I think it's called. Church should be more or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know anything about the church, so I'm not recommending or not recommending, just don't know anything about it. But uh, that place used to be a place called the King's Place, and every week and Friday, I think it was Saturday night, they would have a Christian concert there. And it was, and you could get in for free. They basically did a love offering. They said, you know, hey, if you're here and you can't afford it, let this be a gift to you. But if you can't afford it, or if you brought a friend or something like that, and it's helped them, you know, know Christ, feel free to to uh, contribute. And so those of us who, you know, were believers and we had been gone, you know, we'd pay a little more. And other people that, you know, we just invited, we didn't, you know, expect them to pay anything. And that's actually where my wife and I met. We hmm. met going to a concert. I think it was, uh, oh, yeah, I don't even want to date myself, but it was Mark Farner. He's a he's now a Christian. He used to sing for the Grand Funk Railroad ah. back in the 70s. He was the lead singer, and he became a Christian, started doing only Christian music, so we went to see him. And then the very next week, we went to see Greg X. Volts, who was the first lead singer of Petra. <laughs> But yeah, the same concept. That's really cool that now they've taken it to a whole new level. And now, you know, they they kept going for a number of years, but it, it kept getting more and more expensive to bring in these bands. Yeah. And, you know, then it was like, okay, you know, can we keep affording this building? And But it was done by, you know, a couple of private guys that were doing it as an outreach. So yeah. love to do that again. Just FYI. Just FYI. Right. Game time. Oh, really? This early? Okay, well, let's do we this. Well, have two games we're playing tonight. Oh, uh, two games. Introducing a new game. Oh, this will be interesting. Our new game. Would you rather... Would you rather be thrown in the furnace or into the lion den? Ooh. Ooh. Ugh. 
Ugh. Now, I think in, 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 in the lion den, you have an opportunity, more of an opportunity for God to do his work. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can walk in there and be like, hey, kitty, kitties, it's a cool, you know. And uh, God be like, I'll say this. peace, cat. I would probably go with the furnace. The furnace? Why the, the furnace? The, why the furnace? Because the opportunity that uh, Rack Shack and Benny had was a public one. They were thrown into the furnace in front of thousands of people. And that gave Christ the opportunity to to witness to all now those people. Yeah, that's interesting. Lion Den probably is out there in the middle of boonies somewhere. So It was probably in a, in a cave somewhere or right. something no like that. No one it. else knew about it. And it was kind of a conspiring issue to get him thrown into the cave. You know, I guess if I had to answer that personally, it'd be like, you know, if you, if you, uh, my first thoughts were in a lion's den, there's more opportunity for man, for my flesh to do something about it. You know, I can maybe, stick. what's that? Grab a stick. <laughs> grab a stick, grab a rock. Stick your fist down his throat. Uh, you know, I mean, there's always there. hope, right? In a fire, you got nothing. I mean, you just, you, it's, that's it. I mean, it, it doesn't look like there's anything the flesh can do. And I guess knowing God and knowing that it's, you know, he works best in our weakness and he works best in faith. You know, I mean, it is. He, how many times does Jesus say, it's by your faith, you're healed? Mm-hmm. And he goes back to his hometown in Nazareth and, you know, they can't, he can only do but a few miracles. Why? He says their faith was ridiculous because they saw him growing up and they right. just didn't believe. Right. So, you know, I would think that the fire is scarier to me. But I think if I'm really, you know, if I if my faith is really in God, I'm probably going to pick the fire because I know that it's like God or bust. With the lions, maybe I'll get out of it. Probably not, but maybe. With the fire, it's God or bust. So I've got to trust him. I see what you're saying because in the lions, then there's at least a chance that I can fight this it's off. It's not a good one. It's but not it, a good one. But, but it's, it's better it's, than fire <laughs> in a furnace. Yeah, especially not, It's not like a burning building where you might get out. You're in a furnace with locked doors. That's correct. <laughs> so it's either God or bust. Well, if I remember the story correctly, the people that were throwing uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace, they actually died. Exactly. So that's how hot it was. So I literally, you know, and I, and I figure either way, my chances are pretty slim. But you know what? I want to go out with faith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, uh, when I picture the lion's den, I picture it at the Coliseum because they would have shows for people to watch where they would bring the lions out and, and man would get eaten up. <laughs> And so they kept them all in a den, a cage, a mm. place, and they just tossed them in there. Right? It's possible. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Of- Wasn't there a movie? Something? Well, when it comes to like the story of Daniel Lyons' den, we're you know we're to believe you know we we see that it's really out in the middle of nowhere. It's okay, just, it's just an actual. You also got to look at the historical aspect of this because that was in Babylon. And Babylon is, so you're not talking about times that predate the Roman Empire by four or five hundred years. Oh, right. True. Right. true. Which is so before. you don't have. Yeah, see, I wasn't even thinking about timeline. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was very deep. Deep. All right, the next one. 
now you're kind of talking into my my, my specialty there. So the, I, I like to break the stuff down into timelines and make right. it digestible. So yeah. Would you rather know what fruit Adam and Eve ate, or know what Jesus wrote in the sand when people wanted to stone the woman for committing adultery? Well, that's so like, an easy one. I'll give it that one. Like, Pastor Rick, though. No, first. Know what the fruit is. Like, what do you mean? Like, like what fruit did they eat? The what it actually fruit, tasted like? What, what it was. I don't think the Bible says exactly what the fruit it was. It doesn't. It just says it, you know, just I mean, fruit that would give you knowledge or life. Man has called it an apple mm-hmm. just to give it some just kind give of it context, a yep. right? But we don't really know what the fruit was. Would you rather know what the fruit was or know what he wrote in the sand? Oh, uh, well, that's a that's kind of a no-brainer. I, I don't care what the fruit is. I would like, because I have always I wondered... Would. You know, he, he he's asked this question, you know, well, you know, what should we do? Uh, she's been caught some... red-handed. Uh, give me a minute. I'm going to write in the sand. You know, it's like, what was he thinking? Right. What was he writing? I want to know. Even oh, if he was drawing a picture, I, I want to know too. what it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't so that's care. me. I don't care what the fruit was. I knew what the fruit did. Right. I want to know what he wrote. Right. I agree with you guys on, on that one. I would much rather know what he wrote in the sand. Um, uh, when it comes to the fruit, there's actually been, based on where they think, the um, Garden of Eden was um, historically. It was probably some some type of star fruit, something similar to what we see over there now. Um, but we don't know, obviously. Um, but when it comes to the the writing in the sand, it had to be something. It had to be something so powerful that it would cause an entire mob of people to become self reflective. And you consider the mobs that we see today on the media. What would you possibly say to one of those mobs to make them take a moment and look inward? Mm-hmm. It had to be something powerful. And since they mentioned this, I assume there's more significance. Like when you watch some of the reenactments, it's just like, you know, he's, you know, he just kind of scribbles for a second. But I, I'm guessing it was more than that. I've heard theories that he wrote the Ten Commandments. That's a lot of... Yeah. That's theories. It's just theories. It's, yeah, it's hard to say, really, but... I mean, boy, that'd I don't be cool think he scribbled too long, did he? Probably not. Well, we don't really know for we don't sure. Really know. I mean, we don't know how long it was. We know that, it, obviously, they, they asked him a question. They were awaiting a response, and so, you know, he kind of had the floor. Right. And whatever he was doing, he was either, you know... They were either paying attention to him or they were just waiting it out. Hey, you're going to give us an answer? Well, their purpose was to trap him. Right. They were wanting to catch him in something where he was being pinched and, and they could potentially arrest him if he did something wrong according to a, or against the scripture. Right. So I doubt he would have been, I doubt he could have procrastinated. And I know he wasn't doing that, but, you know, he, they wouldn't let him go too long unless right. he was either A, making a point like they were seeing something he's writing going huh what in the world is he doing and they needed to know you know or it wasn't very long i'm guessing one of the two but he i don't think that it just let him go on and on because they wanted a response that you would have heard more you know prodding and whatever in the story well you know and it could have been nothing at all he might not have written anything he might have just been running his finger through the sand, like kicking the sand around while I toss this around my head. It's possible. I, I mean, mean, we like, don't know. Eh, what am I going to do here? He probably just drew the Jesus fish for the first right. time. 
many automobiles will see this <laughs> oh, in the year 2021. It will uh, be amazing. Ichthus, that's what that's called. Now, you know, going back to the Garden of Eden, though, you know, I, I watched a documentary once. This is totally off the subject, but totally cool, though. You know, they were asking, you know, is the garden, you know, the, according to the Bible, you know, and what uh, they tell us about it, you know, once God said, okay, everybody out of the pool, he stations, you know, <laughs> Some guards there, you know, with the flame and sword and all that to keep people out. So, like, is it still here? And people are like, well, obviously, people think, no, it's obviously can't be here because we've discovered everything that needs to be discovered on Earth, right? Well, the Wrong answer. The where, at one location where they believe it could be, they were showing this. You can't even get there. These guys were trying to get as deep as they could, and they were scaling the sides of these rocks with tons. I mean, it looked like... It looked like a combination of Alaska and the jungles of Brazil, because <laughs> you know they had mountains and and it was just, it looked ridiculous, and they're like th- this area has literally never been, you know, explored uh, n- explored by humans. So literally, that place could actually still be there, and that whole it's you know, possible. I, I'm I'm sure that there's. There's a whole lot of things we don't know about this I know, world. but wouldn't yeah. it be cool? It would be cool. I, that's going to be a question when I get to heaven. Is I just want to say, hey, but you do know is that it if, still there? If they found it, it would cause a lot of people to have to... Because if it's protected by an angel with a flaming sword, like it says it is, right? suddenly there's no, all these people who try to say, well, there's no proof that there is a God. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be one of those wake-up calls. Anyway, I digress. You got more? I got one more. Yay. Would you rather face Goliath with only a stone in a slingshot or wander in the desert for 40 years? Hmm. You know what? I don't think I have as much faith as David did, at least at that point in time. I do now. But well, but imagine like David going into the situation... The entire Israeli army is basically cowering in fear. And for him to step up in God, knowing my God's bigger than him, so I can't fail, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I have that kind of faith in that type of situation. I, I hope I, do, I would. I hope I do. But you don't ever know until you're tested. Um, I would totally rather go against Goliath. Just get it over with. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that would be my thought. R- wandering in the desert for 40 hours would be horrendous. Yeah. Let alone 40 years. I don't want to do anything for 40 years. It's true. So I guess I'm going to be the only one. I, I'm, I'm going to say, first of all, uh, because I have absolutely no skill with a sling and can't even fathom how it works. I mean, I don't get how you can. In fact, we just had this conversation. I don't know right. how you can swing it around and, and then release it. And have it open up, and that rock comes out. I, 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 there's the, no way. The aiming would be difficult. Yeah, I just I I can't even conceive of that. So therefore, I have and he's no skills. An engineer, folks. So he knows how. Well, this first stuff works. of all, David. <laughs> this was David's thing. Right. Well, you know, you're you asking what I rather. You're, acting, you're at, right, right. Right. So I've got to say, at, you have no practice with right. this. I have no practice. I have no, you know, and. You know, for me, I would think, okay, that leads to instant death. Now there's, uh, you know, if I, you know, obviously faith is obviously a factor here. But um, wandering in the, now see, now I'm, I'm talking personally now. I look at how distracted our society is. 
and how distracted I am. And you know what? I would love to be forced, maybe not for 40 years, but for a good long time to really just be in God's presence and not have all the distractions. Distractions, And 40 years in the wilderness would definitely give me some time. That's true. So although that's an odd answer probably, I think that's where I'd go, and I would be seeking God the whole time. Pastor Rick is digging for that silver lining. <laughs> well, now I'm praying that at the end of that time, I would be so supercharged and full of the Holy Spirit that, you know, you know, I'd go out and want to charge hell with a water pistol, and you know, I'm, I'll be ready for Goliath even if I only have a water pistol. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I tend to tend to agree with you, you on that. Like a lightning bolt after 40 years in the desert with God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a strange answer, but hey, <laughs> it is. Would you rather? So there it's you true. go. Yeah, I'd rather be over with. All right, either you're going to show up, God, or you're not. <laughs> At least it's done. <laughs> right. Wow. So so far in this conversation, I have. Uh, I found out what Jesus wrote. I've been burned, and I've spent 40 years of my life in the, in the desert. Hmm. 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 I conquered lions. Found out what he wrote. <laughs> and beat a giant. Well, here, yeah, I guess the good news I is, is uh, with faith, I have been rescued from the fire. After that, you know, I mean, after God rescues you, rescues you from the fire... You probably wouldn't need to be in the desert. You'd be so high on God that... There's probably some truth to that. Although we never do hear of Rack, Shack, and Benny after that story again. That's true. But I know in my heart they had to be like on fire for God. You know what my question is in that story? Where's Daniel? It's literally a book of Daniel that talks about this story. And Daniel is nowhere present in that story. And got them both. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be perfectly honest, I don't know the book well enough to answer that question. It's fairly an easy read. I think it's only something like 10 or 12 chapters long. Yeah. 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 We actually went through it as a Bible study. I just haven't got to it yet, really. I mean, I, I've studied verses in that book. That, that strikes me as odd because you you seem to have a real passion for eschatology. I do, and um, that book is littered with eschatology. And eschatology—that's the study of uh, people from uh, Alaska, right? <laughs> that's the study of the end times, folks. Right. Oh, okay. Just for our listeners, I thought that might be important. Being that he is the man who likes to use the big words, right? See my bio, please. Yeah. <laughs> Intellectual abuser of big words. Hermeneutics, yeah. eschatology. It is my favorite. <laughs> thing to study but um the thing is my my studies have been uh more listening to people teach it mm-hmm. than me actually diving in myself because i want to get solid explanations and i want to hear from people that has been studying this eschatology. You're, you you almost got that really eschatology. good. Eschatology. Eschatology. There you go. For forty years, I tend to agree and really get what it is before I dive in and get confused. The part that bothers me, and and this is one of those debates that's been around probably since Christ did his uh, uh, his ascension. Right? When's he coming back? Right? So. I would love to have somebody 
to, and listen to somebody who is willing to take no position, but teach what are the positives, the pros and cons of all the different perspectives and what are the biblical supports of each. Hmm. But it's really hard to find that kind of teaching. Right. It seems like everybody who jumps in jumps in with sort of maybe not maybe they don't jump in with preconceived notions but they end up with saying them. okay this is the way it is this yeah. is it and you know then you listen to them and it's like ah you know boy you're really going out on a limb here and then you hear somebody else and mm-hmm. they give you like something totally different and they're just as convinced and that can be very very difficult but i i totally get you you know i mean with like the core stuff you know the gospels whatever you you know the epistles you can just go in and you can read and right. the holy spirit interprets it's all good but when you get into revelation daniel prophecies you know the it, it can be it, it can be intimidating first and foremost right but you know it's you really just have to be really open to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and you got to be able to study and go back and forth, Old Testament, New Testament, you know that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And you're right; it would. Be, I, I agree with Nathan. It'd be really cool to have uh, someone who did a study and a teaching that was, you know, I don't know if that's possible, but you know, with all of the different, you know, tendencies, the leanings. I actually have observed a, a gentleman that discussed that in very great detail um uh he discussed it was basically a discussion about why there can't be a post-trib see that's that's which, the thing you're taking a position when you say there can't be well a post-trib. according to the scripture i understand okay so there's 15 16 verses in the bible that says pre-trib all the way pre-trib or mid-trib both are possible mm-hmm but there's things that happen that makes the post-trib impossible. All right. Okay. So he breaks this down. For what it's worth, I agree with you. It's just a matter yeah. of I, I, don't want, I don't want someone to tell me what to think. I want to think myself. I, I'm willing to hear all of these arguments, mm-hmm. but I want to be able to test them. You give me the verses. I'm going to go back. I'm going to check your context. Are you teaching me from what you want me to believe, or are you teaching me from what it actually says? Right. Everything That's has what to I'm come out of context. I mean, you can't take things away. You can't take verses away from other verses to prove a point. It has to remain intact because the context that surround these verses is what ties everything together and holds the truth. And too often, some of this teaching on the end times tends to wander into wander out of the context right yeah yeah so if you're uh, if you're a listener today i encourage you to uh get into the word into the gospels first into the epistles first and then you know and you're wise really being a new fairly new believer you know get through the uh the gospels and the epistles know that stuff because it's so direct it's so you know in your face this is a life of, you know this is what jesus taught i want to know everything that he taught right i mean mm-hmm. he's my model he's who i'm supposed to follow mm-hmm. so i want to know the gospels and then the epistles were letters you know directly to the church you know, mm-hmm. and, the, and the Acts of the Apostles. Those are all really important books. And once you get those and you start to develop that core, then you can start, you know, wandering into those other areas. Uh, and hopefully those, you know, that that core that you get will help you mature enough to be ready for that other stuff. Right. Pastor Rick makes a really good point there because what's most important is how then shall we live? 
Right. Right. It's not. It's not. Hey, how 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 accurate can I get on what when he's coming back? That's that's not the point. <laughs> right. And we're kind of missing the point sometimes. And it's it's an intellectual exercise to talk about things like eschatology, but it's not salvific. You know, it's not something where you want to draw a line in the sand and say. You either believe this or you're wrong and going to hell because that's not how it works. Right. Right. We have to know, you know, the basics of Revelation, and we all know the basis of Revelation. Uh, The basics are if you're a Christian, you win. God's (laughs) side wins. You know, if you know the Lord, you're going to be with him. <laughs> Wherever he goes, you go. Right. You know, that that's kind of the end story that we do have to understand. Um, and I'm not saying there's not, some, not other things that we really need to know. But right now, the question is, is, you know what, if, if, if we really are getting close, which, you know, it certainly looks like it. It's certainly it certainly does. looks well, like the it. The simple answer is we've never been closer to Christ's return we, than we are. That right is an now. accurate statement. That yeah. is an accurate I watched a, I watched a guy explain twenty five end time signs. Did you watch that on Amazon? No. What what you, is there anything to watch on Amazon? I don't watch Amazon. Um twenty five signs of the end times and every one of them has either been completed or are in the process of yeah, I, I I actually saw something like that on Amazon myself. It was because uh, Amazon does have some Christian content as long as you go in looking for it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I saw something like that too. Yeah, yeah. But the fact is, is that you know the Gospels are all still you know everything that we're taught. We you know we know that we are running out of time, and our mission is to go out and make disciples. That's our core mission, and if we're not doing that dilly-dallying and trying to understand when the future's, you know, what's going to happen in the future may not be as important for me right now than figuring out what my mission is and actually getting on it. Right. Yeah, because you look at the parable of the talents, he didn't give any credit to the guy who knew he was coming back. <laughs> it's, <just laughs> right. like, you know, it's all about the guy who did the work. Right. So how then should we live? That's the question we need to ask ourselves when we go into the Bible. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, it doesn't matter... When you're getting there, it's a matter. It matters that you're going there. It's like vacation. I know I'm going to Hawaii because I bought my ticket. Mm-hmm. I just don't know when we're leaving. Yeah, but I'm going. That's true. And I got so, some things to do before I go. Get your ticket to <laughs> it's kinda heaven. Like, it's kind of like when you're going on vacation. You know, you're more productive than a few days before vacation than you ever are every other day. Right. So for that matter, if we live like that as Christians, with we assume that tomorrow is the day and we lived with the productivity level of being being able to go on vacation tomorrow every day, can you imagine the change we would impact on the world? Oh, I know. It's like I heard a good analogy about that. Uh Okay, say you're you're a young man, young woman, teenager, and your parents are going away for the weekend, and it's Friday, and they say, hey, we're leaving, don't throw any parties, be good, we'll be back, not sure when. Could be Saturday, could be Sunday, we might even stay till Monday, not sure. Have a good one, later, and they leave. Now, throwing a party is not a good idea because mom and dad can come home any day. They didn't say, well, we'll see you Monday. They can be back Saturday. They can be back Sunday. They can be back Monday. Who knows? 
And that's the way we need to look at this. The Lord is coming any day. Are you ready? Shouldn't you get ready? Well said. That's kind of, that's basically a a, a summary of the parable of the virgins and their lamps. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And combine that with uh, the fact that, uh, you know, dad expects us to be doing something and he's going to want an account of what we did while we were here over this week, weekend, we, whatever. I hope this podcast counts for something. I'm just going to throw that out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can get a few people. I think we did good. Can can you just imagine that for a moment? We finally get home, right? And Christ himself puts his hand on your shoulder and just says, well done, my good and faithful servant. That'd be amazing. Can you just imagine how that would feel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, coming from a home where... uh, my dad was uh, an alcoholic. He didn't really, I didn't really feel like he got into having kids that much, um, you know, and I never felt any, you know, you know, there was no sense of pride he had in his kids. Uh, then my stepdad, when my mom remarried, you know, he did not like me and my sister at all. I mean, he voiced his opinion regularly. And I never really had someone, you know, in fact, I went into the military trying to prove that I wasn't as messed up as my dad and my stepdad says that I was. And so I was like hyper vigilant and, you know, diligent at everything and did, you know, did I want had I couldn't do it. Okay. I had to do it the best, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I realized later in life it was kind of, that was wearing me out. But then I re you know, I got redirected and I realized, you know what? There's only one, I I can't say person, one entity, one being that's really worth trying to impress. And I'm going to have to wait on it, but it's going to be, you know, my Lord. It's going to be, I can't wait to go to heaven and have him say, well done. In fact, every day I'm thinking, I, you know, I haven't done enough. I want to be ready for that moment. You know, I want to be ready. And that's the one thing that keeps me from wanting Jesus to come back tomorrow. You know, I was listening to some old Mylon Lefevre a couple of weeks ago, and he was uh, the song Crack the Sky, Won't You Crack the Sky for Me and Take Me Home. Yes, I'm dating myself. It's from the 80s. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I was thinking that. I'm like, you know what? I'm not ready. And it's not that I don't want to see Jesus, that I'm not ready to face him because there's work to do. We got more people to reach for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to make sure that when I get there, I'm going to get that well done, my good and faithful servant. Right. And this let me make it clear that... Uh, Pastor Rick isn't talking about doing work to get to heaven. No, no. You can't work. You can't you earn, can't your, not earn no. yourself salvation. It's believing in Christ Jesus and what he did for you and, and everything. Um, Absolutely. Um, I can expand on that a little bit. So when you come to faith in Christ, there is a transformation that occurs in your heart. Um, when you understand who Christ is and what he did for you, it is going to make you want to do things. There you go. For that's him. that's the key right there. It, right. it is not that you 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 can't earn your way to heaven. It's that out of thankfulness and out of love and out of respect, I've I've got to do something to be a part of His plan, His mission, and it's something right. we lean into. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. That and that's exactly right. And thank you for pointing that out because I know sometimes I, I even wonder because I you know do I come across that way sometimes when I'm teaching? But it's just it really is about. You know, once I I realized who Jesus really was and I realized what it meant to be a Christian, I'm like, 
how can I just accept this free gift from God and then just sit? It just seems like, you know, how can I, how can I really say I love Jesus if I don't go all out to, you know, to do everything I can for him? And since he's given me this wonderful gift of eternal life, how can I just hold it to myself and not give it to everybody else? Right. That's my thing is it, 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 I, so many people don't understand. Like I was listening to a podcast the other day and, and this guy was talking about, you, you know, we're all, on this podcast. I, it's called <laughs> research and development <laughs> and in entertainment. Uh, actors watch movies. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picking. I'm just picking. Um, and so he said that, you know, we're all trying to be good so we can get in heaven. Well, first of all, it's impossible to be good enough to get in heaven. Nobody is going to follow the moral law, hence why Jesus came. You can try real hard, but it's not gonna it's not gonna work out for you. Even our best deeds are nothing but filthy rags. Right. Are you I did a video on this. Are you are you why are you going to heaven? Because I'm a good person. Why do you think you're a good person? Well, I haven't killed anybody. I haven't I haven't cheated on my wife. Uh, well, have you hated any have you hated man? To hate man is is uh, to murder him in your heart. To look at a woman with lust is to commit adultery in your heart. That's directly from the uh, parable, or not the parable, but the uh, Sermon on the Mount, directly right. from the red letters. Right. I've right. never stolen anything. Have you ever downloaded music that wasn't belonging to you? Well, you've stolen. Taken a pen from an office on Take, accident. Exactly. Little things. Sat and goofed off when you're being paid at work. Right. That's stealing time. God judges your heart. There's so many ways we, we steal. Yep. So forget about that. Accept Jesus Christ in your life. Receive the Holy Spirit, you will want to do better, be a better person, a good Christian, not curse, set a good example for Christians. Um, take and capture the thoughts that you get when you see a, a beautiful woman, you can acknowledge it, and then you capture it and you turn away from it because that's all you want to do, acknowledge the beauty of God's children and move on. Right. Taking captive every thought, I think that's exactly. the, Take that's the way the thought. Bible words that. And when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, it just makes it that much. I mean, you really don't even, it's almost instantaneous. It's The stronger the Holy Spirit is, the more you get into the word and learn the word and, and pray and be in God's presence and have that relationship. It's almost instantaneous how you can capture Take those thoughts captive and throw them away to the side. Push away the devil when he's trying to talk to you. All these things, it just becomes so much easier. Put your armor on. Walk with the Lord. Wait on wait on his arrival to take you up. Period. We could go deeper, but I'll save some of that for a few years. We did say period. You know, when he says period, I think that just means we got to stop. I mean, yeah, that's, that's all I... Yeah. I, 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 I,
Yes, it's time for Bible trivia, folks. We went down a deep path, and this lightened things up a little bit. And that sounds so far away. So far away. Uh, we're going to do things a little different this time. We're going to ask you the questions. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I tried. Sorry, Nate. <laughs> we are we are doing Bible trivia head to head. Head to head. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. So, so if he we don't have it, a buzzer yet, I'm ordering some buzzers. But so does this work? Where <laughs> you smack your hand on the table, first one gets a hits the buzzer, which is the pound on the table. Oh okay. goodness! Well, the, I, they, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're going to be winning today, Nate. Well, this is exactly why I don't go in game shows. Here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Um, these questions are much easier. Okay. Like, I can answer all of them. Oh, well. Except one, maybe. <laughs> okay? Okay, all let's right. do this. All now, right. I'll, you want to just throw it back and forth and just see if there's an answer that we can steal from each other? Just kind of keep it simple so we don't have to hmm. make it competitive like that? Uh, we could. Yeah. No, they're too easy. Okay. They're too, they're right. too easy. You got to race for them. So it's about speed, it, yeah. Okay. It's like speed. Congratulations, Nathan. I can be a little too competitive, too, so I have to be careful. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, what is the common name given to the first four books of the New Testament? The Gospels. Who wrote the most of the books in the New Testament? Paul. Paul. Uh, I, I had the first the, tap on that one. Who wrote the Acts? Who wrote the Acts of the Apostles? Luke. Which book comes out of the last? Ding. Which book comes last in the New Testament? Revelation. What does the word gospel mean? Good news. Good news. Ah, Who it. was the king of Judea at the time of Jesus' birth? Herod. Which gospel records the fewest of the miracles performed by Jesus? Mark. And wrong. Luke. Wrong. Oh. In what water, <laughs> it was a guess, I admit. In what I water was too. Jesus baptized? Is it in what? Uh, what water was Jesus, Jesus baptized in? Jordan, Jordan River. River. What miracle... Did Jesus perform at the marriage of Cana? Water and the wine. <laughs> Who was the tax collector that climbed up a tree? Zacchaeus. Fantastic. <laughs> See, that was, and we that we was fun. I like that better. You guys like that better? That was kind of fun. I have to admit that. I don't know. I got to remember when I tap. There's got to be. See, when when you have a buzzer, you got to acknowledge who was first. Because I was like, I grabbed one, and I think we almost hit at the same time. Yeah. We did it again, and you got me. So yeah. So, uh, so the, yeah. What look back up? What was the one that? Uh, what was the answer? I don't even know. Which one? The shortest the one. Spot, the one with the, sh- uh, the fewest was it? Matthew. The fewest. Matthew. Yeah. yeah oh Matthew, yeah. Matthew was written to a Jewish audience. Everything else that makes sense. was answered yeah, correctly. Yeah. Mark is considered the active one. It's the one that should, that that's the short shortest one, but it's also the one where he does the most stuff. So I should not have said that. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. See, See I've been reading my Bible all week too, preparing for those hard ones. <laughs> <laughs> paid off. I'm kidding. I, normal amount of reading. Normal amount of reading. <laughs> um, cool. That was fun. That was kind of fun. That was fun. That was. Fun. I have no I idea like who won, but that's okay. I, I think Rick uh, got more answered. Um, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I have to listen to the tape. Okay. I'll roll with it. And if I get beat by the pastor, that's probably he should be beating me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true. It's really the, it's the speed the of the thing. Yeah. Really, yeah, that's that's. The, I mean, maybe it's just who can say it the fastest. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Songs of the week. Um, my song of the week. Do is... you have any theme to this before we? Oh go? yeah, we have no theme for song of the week. How can you not have a song theme for the song of the week? I'm sorry. Like, do you uh, you want to focus on a particular type or like type of music or a time period or anything like that or no. just whatever we want? Just whatever. Whatever. You whatever. should have had this prepared. Oh, I've got a couple <laughs> of answers for you. My. Are you kidding? This is music. We had all week. <laughs> I don't need a week. <laughs> we could talk music for the next four or five hours, and I wouldn't run out of songs. Um, okay, what's your song? Because I'm still looking. I'm, I forget what mine's called. I got <laughs> oh, here it is. And you've been After preparing for a grief. week, Jason. <laughs> Above all else. Ooh, good song. Yeah. I was listening to it today, and the words, um, they speak volumes. Um, I think Christina's sung that one a couple times, hasn't she? Yeah, I think that may be why he was listening to it, because I put oh, it on the list for this week. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly why I was listening to it. Cheater. Uh, well, we... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can cheat at this particular... That's not even possible. I'm just being goofy. It's not possible. Um, that's probably not even the same song. All right, Rick, what, what's yours? Well, there's, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, I've been thinking about this all week and I wanted to go retro and then I back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But uh, it just so happened that I was just running through old tunes uh, on Sunday. We were playing a board game as a family uh, later in the afternoon, early evening, and I was just kind of playing like... I mean, I was playing Silly List. Like, literally, silly songs with Larry from the Veggie Tales came up, you know. <laughs> and I was playing them on the little speaker. And then I ran across a song by the Newsboys called Entertaining Angels. Oh, that's one of my favorites. And that song just, I, I, it has a special place in my heart. And I think about just, you know, the fact that, you know, there's this whole spiritual realm that we forget about. We only see what we see, you know, the flesh. And we sometimes forget that there is an entire, you know, spiritual realm that's going on at the same time and that we are, you know, literally being watched by angels and demons for that matter. Uh, and this, that's kind of what the song brings out. Just a beautiful, just an awesome tune. It's kind of retro. It's like what, from the early 2000s, something yeah, I think, like that. Yeah, actually, I think that one might have been real might early. Even, may have been, maybe even the 90s. Maybe even the 90s, but yeah. Good, good tune. It, I struggled between that and, of course, uh, the, I actually thought of changing it because you, you started earlier saying about getting a ticket to uh, Hawaii. Oh, and yeah. so I was thinking of Toby Mac. I got a ticket. I got a ticket to ride. I got a ticket to ride to the other side. It's a J train. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I'm going to say that's my number two is the J, tra J train by Toby Mac. Okay. Okay. There you go. Excellent. Can't wait to hear it. Nate? Was I allowed to have two? I mean, is that possible? We Maybe. need four. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's good. Oh, okay. There you go. Because every week we have four. Oh, okay. And it stays consistent. Folks, I'm sorry I, I hogged it. If you're not ready yet. Oh, I'm. go ahead. Are you? Okay. Go ahead. Folks, just so you're aware, on the on the website, um, for the love of God com, there's a section called Songs of the Week. Uh, you click that, and each episode, Songs of the Week, is... In a little playlist for you, brought to you by Spotify. Um, and so you can go and check it out. I think it plays a sample on the website, but then if you're a member or whatever, you can just log in or whatever and listen to them. So, 
It's cool. So Me? for a little background here, uh, uh, Pastor Rick's Entertaining Angels by Newsboys, that came out in 1998. A lot of so. good music back then, though. Yeah, that yeah. was, admit. That was oh, just, yeah. Af- just outside of high school there for that one. Yeah. All right, so okay, now I am feeling old. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go retro on that one as well. So, I remember when I was uh, I was probably in sixth to eighth grade. I was in the Boy Scouts, and uh, one of our, our scout masters, uh, his name was Paul Getz. So uh, his son and I were friends, and he was the first one to turn me onto the idea of Christian music. Okay, that was not like Sunday church music, right? Because I grew up listening to the 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 hymns and stuff. I never, I never thought that there was a whole Christian uh, experience to music and comedy for that matter. So uh, for comedy, he turned me on to, to Mike Warnke, which is an old guy. If you've ever listened I've to his stuff, oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> a fantastic guy. Terrible into his story, though. Um, but the music, I'm going to go back retro with uh, Pastor Rick on this one. I'm going to go with Petra. Ooh. And it was a song called This Means War. Oh, okay. nice. And it's it's a rock song, but it's from the it's 1980s, and it's definitely hair brand Petra, <laughs> hair band Petra. Uh, so it it sounds like an 80s rock song, but it's uh it's a lot of fun. Okay, now I ha- now see this is pretty cool. We get to go full circle here. Remember, I told you that I met my wife at the King's Place, and our first the first time we met was at Mark Farner. Mm-hmm. The next week we both came back, and it was to see Greg X Volts who was the previous lead singer for Petra, and we saw him, and that's kind of when we decided, eh, we might just go out. And our first date was to go see Petra on the This Means War tour. (laughs) (laughs) That was our very first date. That's kind of funny. And now I really feel old. (laughs) (laughs) That was back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. All right, so what's uh, what's your song of the week this week? I already said it. Oh, you did. I, I'm sorry. I was reading the research for you Pastor were, Rick's. Yeah, you were. Uh, I know. You know. I know. We can't really have five apparently, but I have to tell you, you you we can shared have as many as we want. You shared. Uh, you show. shared a song on uh, <laughs> on our group me for the church uh, by Jason Upton. Oh yeah, called Fly. And even though it's a different kind of music, it's very uh, folksy. Uh-huh. He's a worship leader. It's a, it's a beautiful song. But when you, I get lost in that song. I really do. I, me too. It just. In fact, I think he got lost in the song, and I think the band got lost in the song. And if there's any it's reality to, yeah, it is. It really is. So yeah, it if you haven't, different. if you haven't checked that out, yeah, my I, my daughter comes in. I'm listening to it the other day. I'm I'm. It was on Good Friday, and I'm just trying to get in the you know zone. I'm working. I'm painting my cabinets right black and doing my thing, and I'm just all by myself. And I'm like, okay, I got to get. You know, I want to get like a good attitude here. And man, I played that song about two, three times, and I was just. I, I, yeah, I got like half the cabinet done, didn't even know it. I was totally into the song. Mm-hmm. My daughter comes home, she's like, that's really different, but wow. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think she even response. got sucked in. I, I, my first thought, I was like, I don't think I like this. But the more it went on, I'm like, it's, it, it really pulls you into yeah, this spirit sure. of worship. Right. Well, that's, and it's something that's, it, I don't know that I've, there's many songs that do that for me. So I, I yeah, I, I recommend that one as well. Yeah, and folks, if you if you're not familiar with the story behind that song, um, apparently, why don't you just put the link in the the show? Well, notes? I'm going to, and the video, a link to the video of him of him explaining 
what happened when they were recording this. They said they, they saw smoke and someone said there's a 12 foot angel standing behind you and <laughs> and then they was playing the song and they were listening to the track back after the recording and they can hear singing that was not from anybody in the band and from approximately 12 feet behind Jason right and apparently which is just it's amazing. angel singing and it it actually i mean it literally takes your breath away when you hear it um it's amazing and honestly it's I would love to get into God's word and meditate with that song going on. I think that would be pretty. <laughs> you know, and, pretty and I'll be honest, just the theme, even, you know, the fact is it is very strangely written. I admit, you know, from a song standpoint, it's, it's, it's strangely written. But I will tell you just the concept of the song, you know fly stop being held down you know it kind of it really reminds me of of in hebrews where you know the bible says that we are to you know run the race that god has set before us and we should strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sins that trips us up and i just see that verse in this song you know about just become you know god has set you free Mm -hmm. so just fly Mm -hmm. you know fly to him you know it's i don't know get i get chills thinking about it okay so I've got one more for you. Okay. All oh right. goodness. So this, this is a record. <laughs> is a little different because it's jars of clay, but it is not something Love that's commonly known. All right. When you're dealing with Christian music, there's not a whole lot of love songs that are like between a man and a woman love songs. Right. And jars of clay came out with one called Closer. So check that song out. It. It's a great love song that is just innocent. I, it, it makes me feel like it's it's a real innocent, but a proper innocence level of love song. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not something you can you can hear on the radio very often. Mm-hmm. That's a good point too, because sometimes you know when we become Christians, uh, you know we're told all secular music is wrong, and so if it's a love song, it's bad. But you know what? Uh, the Bible has a love poem written right in the smack dab center of it. Well, okay, not exactly. <laughs> the song this the, the, the song songs of Solomon, of Solomon yeah. song of Solomon, you know, is basically and it's it's a love song. I mean, it's a love poem and you know, God gave us the gift of love. And so love songs aren't necessarily all bad. It's just about, you know, a, a lot of times they're inappropriate or they're wrongly focused or whatever, but you know, innocent right. love song, nothing wrong with that at Definitely all. Definitely not. I mean, God is love. Absolutely. Without God, there would be no love. Period. Absolutely. With no love between husband and wife, or you know, man and woman, there would be no, you know, there would be no children. There would be no right. propagation of our species. <laughs> Just appropriate love. Exactly. I mean, this is kind of the close of the show, but something happened there. I heard something funny. Um, was it here? Maybe uh, someone said um, if. Uh, Oh yeah, and it was deep. I don't know what they said was. <laughs> what they said, um, if a if a if a if a single man lost over a single woman and vice versa, it wouldn't be adultery because they're single. They're both single, but it'd be fornication. Well, it depends on if they're married or not. If they're For not married, each other is is. Fornication, if they're well, fornication. thinking about each other in a lustful way prior to marriage, right? 
Yeah, because that's the that's a single kinda... man. He didn't have to be married. Oh, a sing. Okay, you said single. 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 I, I'm sorry. I'm single sorry. Man, I missed single that. woman lusting over each other wouldn't yeah. be adultery, but it'd be fornication. That's fair because they're not married. That's true. Right. Although, you know, like the song, uh, the the song of Solomon that we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's he he. It doesn't show that he's lusting. He's not. He is appreciating who she is, and he is highly attractive. I, dis- <laughs> I disagree with that. There is some serious lust in that that book. Serious. <laughs> well, lust. I mean, okay, so he wants her, obviously. Yeah. And that is a normal thing, but I mean, we don't know that he was like undressing her in his mind and no, prote- no, you know, it, it, uh, imagining it's very, inappropriate. Very clear in that book about. Allowing love at its right time and the right. right circumstances. That's yes, that is so, the, that is the truth. But yeah, there's some serious lust in that book, and uh, it is it can make people uncomfortable. There's that much. Well, there's another story. <laughs> I can't think of what it is, but it's a man and wife is on their wedding day, and she's describing how he for him to taste her and then this yeah. and, that and the other. Yeah. Right. It's. There have been people who've considered the Song of Solomon uh, as Christian softcore. So you have to <laughs> go in knowing that it, it is a heavy book, but it is definitely okay and accepted and encouraged among married couples. Right. Exactly. Folks, thank you for tuning into the show. Um, we appreciate all, all of our listeners, and we hope you are enjoying it. Um, please stop by Apple Podcasts and drop a comment and a rating let us know what you think um poke of the pastor oh speaking of comments we got another comment Ooh, we did and did miss tory's comment come in it did um we love you tory can't wait to see you again and if you want your comment read live leave one <laughs> this comes from arc listener I love it. Very funny, refreshing, and comforting at the same time. Very to the point. The word taught and spoken exactly the way the Bible is, and it's from the heart. You can tell. I love this. I love the songs of the week, and the trivia really makes me want to study the Bible more. I look forward to hearing more. Thank you so much. Five stars. That's awesome. Ooh, five stars. Five stars. We're up to nine ratings. All five stars. Nine That's... ratings. That means we've had at least nine listeners, and that <laughs> is like nine more than I thought we were going to have. I by just this happened time. to register six different email addresses. I'm just going to. We've throw actually. Had... <laughs> <laughs> we, we've actually had quite a bit more than that. Um, right, I, I. That's a joke. That's yeah, a joke, listeners. <laughs> listeners, we are actually worldwide. Worldwide, what do you, we have. What do you mean we have worldwide? listeners in Russia. We have listeners in India. We have listeners in Germany. Um, Pastor Rick, you know some German, right? Uh, ein bisschen. <laughs> <laughs> and all across America, in Texas, and. Um, Somebody in Marion the last week just absolutely killed it. I think they listened to like six episodes. So thank you very much. If you're the listener in Marion, I'm talking to you. And uh, where, where Marion, Ohio, Marion? That's like I, I'm from Bucyrus, which is like okay. right up the street from Marion. So that's excellent, awesome. Thank you so much, folks. We appreciate you. And that's all we have. Say good night, Rick. Good night, Rick. Rick. Good night, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.